Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the morning starts now. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Horns. We've got horns. That means showtime. How are we doing, everybody? Oh, yeah. Just getting everything going here. Putting a log on the fire. There we go. Get one of these. A click and a clack. We got that. We have got... Uh, there we go. Hi. I'm ready to begin the program. Matty Rose, how are you, buddy? I'm well, Boom. How are you? Doing good, buddy. Did you have a good Monday, my friend? It was all right. Yeah? I uh, did very little. Same. I did uh, get on my pedal bike for a while last night. Oh, the stationary rider. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. That's about it. Who'd you ride with yesterday? It was uh, it was me and uh, Dennis Morton. Oh, I like little Dennis Morton. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I find he looks into my eyes a little too deep, but... Yeah, he, uh, I'm told he's dreamy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can get, sure. Yeah. I can get behind that. Now, have you gone back, uh, for those of you, Matt and I are losers. Yeah, big time. And uh, what we're talking about is uh, riding the Peloton stationary bike. Yeah. And one of the instructors, there are many of them, one of them is named Dennis Morton. He's on it a lot. Uh, He's quite good. Does the power zone stuff, he which does, I love. Yeah, it was a power zone endurance ride yesterday. Oh, so not. I mean, it was. Uh, it's about Did you uh, get up near five. What do you What do you call it? Um, Functional threshold power. Yeah, there's that, but FTP? it's not about um, um, endurance. Well, it's endurance, and so it's a long ride, as opposed to give her, give her, give her, give her, mm-hmm. and you're done. Yeah. So it was a sixty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we. Uh, Predominantly zones two and three. Okay, yeah. that's manageable. But I go- but I managed to get my FTP to a point where it's uh, it's quite high. Two and three is a little so bit even, of a push. Even holding three for nine minutes becomes uh, a bit of a challenge. Well, good so, for yeah, you. Though. That's uh, that was that. Uh, and to balance that, we had chicken wings for supper. Oh, so good. I'm an idiot. So you use the air fryer <laughs> that I've heard so much about. No, it was because I have five people in my house, and the air fryer it's not enough, right? I'd have to do it in like rounds, three rounds of grub through the air fryer. What? So I have five humans. Five. I'm I'm more or less finding out the air fryer is smaller than I thought. The, the, so uh, um, let's let's say this standard piece of paper. Yeah, you're eight by, but except it'd, it'd be more square. So a little bit yep. this way, but maybe a little. So a square, okay. kind of like a sheet of paper. There's two of them, mm. so you can probably put one, two, three. You know. How many wings are you fitting on there? One, two, three, four, five, six. Maybe seven, a half eight, nine, to ten, ten. Ten if you're 12. lucky. So let's say twenty-four. Uh huh. For five people. Sure. What's that math? Four, maybe five. Yeah. One. The small kid gets four. Everyone gets five. Not Boy. ideal. Yeah, no, it's not going to be enough. Yeah. So it went into the oven. Mm-hmm. But I do uh, what I do. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. Insider training here. Your baking sheet. Sure. Yep. And then you put a rack on top, just like a like I, a cooling I, rack. Yeah, like a cooling rack, except uh, the the holes are smaller. It was, you know what they are? They're the racks that were in my old smoker. Okay, now right on. So uh, kind of like a grill. Yeah, well, it's just no, yeah, it's, it's just more a rack. It's a grate. Yeah. It's a rack, and you just get them up off of the uh, the flat surface. Sure. In the uh, convection deal, gets oh, the okay. Kind of moving the air around in mm-hmm. there. Does okay. Yeah. Okay. It's all right. Do you um, sauce them up? Are you more of a dry rub uh, when little, you do them at home? A little of both. Yeah. You take uh, you know what you do is you take your butter. Yeah. Take a oh yeah. Take a, a knob o butter. Is that the standard? And then some Frank's Red Hot in there. One knob. Yeah, I go with a knob. Mm. Okay. Start with a knob. You know, don't want to, don't be wasting butter. So start with your knob. And get it in the old saucepan, and then glug 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 of some uh, Frank's Red Hot, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're off to the races, yeah. Matty boy. And at that point, you're yeah. cooking with mayonnaise. How to be? Yeah. So it was chicken wings, and then a bike ride, and then to bed, and then uh, 
up and then here. Yeah. Pretty so pretty exciting all you things know what? considered, yeah. We had some mundane Mondays. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I had a nap that was too long. I went grocery shopping. Ooh. Walked the dog through Lindsay Park. And then I watched some of that Memorial Cup game. And oh, that was you? it. Well, then good for you, yeah. right to bed. No problem. How about that? In the sheets by 9.30. No problem. That's well done. Thanks. Uh, no, uh, who's the guy that worked? GVP? No, the other guy. Uh, Patty Dumas. Not here today. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I got an email at the, um, uh, well, like I said, I was asleep when I got the email. Yeah. No Patty Dumas. Not feeling good. Two-day hangovers from the Cavalry game. Is that what it is? I doubt it. You know, he's a pretty because he wasn't here yesterday. Upstanding individual. No, I don't he, think. I think he's. I think he gets very, very boozy. Oh, oh yeah. Hmm. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility that he is still hung to the. I had to make the call at midnight yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Oh, I gotta do it. <laughs> I gotta do it. All I've done is slept and puke. You can't yeah. do it. So we've got uh, GVP. Garavander plug. Yes, sir. What's going on? I was uh I forget what song I had your 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 name in my head. Oh, you did like a like a Maddie Rose like, song, but you did it with Vanderplug. Yeah, and it was and then I was gonna sing it on the air oh, today. Darn. Now I kinda forget what it was. That's disappointing for oh, me. Oh, you know what it was? Yeah, okay. it was um I don't even know what the real song is. <laughs> It, Vanderplug, something, 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 Vanderplug. Has anyone ever done that? Have you ever had that before? No, I don't think so. Like it's a game I, show I know or the something. Song, yeah. Or is it like the theme of a car? Is it, it sounds like it's a theme. Warner Brothers? What are we doing? On with the show, this is it. No, that ain't it. Anyway. Great start to the uh, to the program. What did you do, uh, GVP? Did you eat wings or uh, get or groceries? Oh, I came home, had a nap, and then woke yeah. up from a nap, and then went to the gym, and oh. then we had a beer league Ooh. hockey game. A beer league hockey game. Oh yeah. Calgary so how Solar many bears versus Team Meat? How many ducks? <laughs> how many tucks? Uh, I had a goal and assist yesterday, I think. Mm. But yeah, we lost first game. We lost. Pretty average. GVP. Are you Team Meat? No, we're the solar bears. Solar bears. Yeah. You know, um, the way to win is to score more than the other team. Maybe if you had more than just one. Yeah, we lost uh, six five. No, see, one goal would have gone a long way. In a I don't want to say. Yeah, game. I don't want to say it's it's all your fault, but it feels like mm. you're the franchise leading scorer of the uh, whatever the, whatever the weedy that team is. Stone the Wheatland, or whatever. Yeah, the Wheatland Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> Thought you'd be good for at least a hat trick or so, right? It's Mansley. Yeah, like GVP playing so what are you, for STP. Uh, so are you? Are, but are you one of those guys? Eh, I'm not going to try that hard, you know, because there's a lot of Harvey tryhards like out there, or a bit of a sweat. <laughs> I don't feel like trying that hard. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, like, just get out there and have a nice little skate. That's good. I'm sure your yeah. teammates appreciate that commitment and effort. Well, we got a couple other guys that you know. They 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 uh, pick up their socks and get the gibber out there. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, maybe you guys need to have it. So. You know what you need? What you need that? a closed door team meeting. Yeah. <laughs> the old closed door meeting. It's always there to it, guaranteed turn around in a team season. Guaranteed every time. Though. The trade deadline the coming up. Did you win GVP? Trying to acquire. No, we lost. Did you win? We were five and one. Yeah, well, that's how losing streaks start with one. That's true. You know, it, you know what's worse than five and one? Mm-hmm. Five and two. And if yeah. you don't smarten the f- up, that's where you're headed. On the show today, it's Friendship Tuesdays. Look at this yes. roster of guests yes. today. Man, oh man. Yes. Stephen Brunt after seven. Frank Saravalli. Adnan Verk, hour number three. Oh, boy. MLB Insider. Oh, my goodness. Jay's win. Oh, boy. That song is Hooray for Hollywood. You might be right. Somebody else said it's the theme uh, to Garfield, <laughs> uh, but I know which I kind of know which one you're talking about. It's similar, but I do, I think it is Hollywood. Is that the Holly? Like okay, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Vanderplug. That's how it'll go down, and it's the way I'll fondly remember it. Yeah. Uh, so Adnan Verk will join us. Uh, he texted me the other day. Are we? He said 
He says, are we talking more strippers on Tuesday? Oh, did you guys talk strippers we last did, week? We did, yeah. Why? I don't remember how we got there. Do you remember? Uh, weren't we talking about Montreal? Pinder being in Montreal. That's what it was. There you go. Yeah. Montreal, because something was happening in Montreal. You're going to the draft and... Uh, car racing. That's what it was. He went to the F1 and said, well, you know, they... Uh, what do they do in Montreal? Strippers. They do things a little bit differently out in La Belle Provence. Yeah. Zuta lore, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. Ooh. Don't, but okay. Ooh la la, am I right? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, French. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah en yeah. français. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if we'll talk strippers or not with Verk, but what, uh, you know, we could talk to baseball, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of down for strippers. Kind of weird, I suppose. So that's the show today, and uh, Maddie Rose obviously in for Ryan Pinder. The Pinder Report coming up in about 20 minutes or so. So this is the flat spot in the old schedule. Eh? Yeah, this is that week, hey, where um, I'm getting ready for the Pinder Report, and I'm like watching this Memorial Cup game, and I'm like, come on, Elliot. There's got to be something you can tweet about. Frank? Nope. Nothing? No. No, nothing today? No, we're not getting any quotes. There's no locker clean out. Oh, boy. Looks like, uh, how about Don Sweeney? Multi-year extension? Good for Don. Yeah. Congratulations, Don Sweeney. He is going to remain the general manager of the Boston Bruins. Yeah. It seems, if you know what that feels like to me is, okay, should he be fired? Probably not. Has he done a great job? Came up a lot for Hampus Lindholm. I guess. Signed him to a pretty good contract. What has he done? Let's look at your roster, Don Sweeney. Let's grade your work. Well, you've got a lot of, not a lot of cap space there. You spent a lot of dough. you got a lot of guys coming back. You have, what? Okay, what? One, it's two, a strange three, looking four, roster. five, six, seven, eight. You have eight defensemen. Too many. Already signed for next year. All of them making north of a million dollars. That's too many. Well, they're also going to be without some to start the season because Grizzlick's going to have sh- or had sold shoulder surgery. Oh, boy. Who? What, so who are they going to be without and how come? <laughs> Matt Grizzlick. Matt Grizzlick. Had shoulder surgery. Got it. I think Mike Riley's going to miss the start, too. My foot. Some sort of... I oh, yeah. A little yeah, I hate that. Fix up on the foot. What about McAvoy? Was McAvoy... Uh... Yep, shoulder. So, yeah, yep. yeah, so he gone. So, there you go. Now it's not eight, boom. Now it's only five. Now you need to bring somebody in. Now you better get to market. <laughs> figure it out. What are you doing, Sweeney? <laughs> Come on, Sweeney. poop in a group. Uh, and then up front, lots of forwards. Pasternak, Marchand, Taylor Hall, Coyle, DeBrusque, Felino is still there. Craig Smith, Eric Halla, mm-hmm. Thomas Noshek, Chris yep. Wagner, whoever that is, Trent Frederick, Oscar Steen, all with one-way deals for next year. It's and, a lot of guys. And apparently uh-huh. Patrice Bergeron, although uh, there's no official word. No release. No release, but to see the... Uh, Smart money mm-hmm. seems to suggest that Patrice Bergeron will be back. Running it back one more year. Yeah. And Marchand is going to miss the start of the year, right? Because he's injured. Wow. He had some hips. surgical procedures. The hip? I don't know if it was both, but it was at least one. Hip. So, yeah. the And then, so, we're going to have a bad year. A good player at the top of the draft. Maybe want to tank this year. Should definitely trade David Pasternak. Mm, you sure? One more year. One more year, then becomes an unrestricted free agent. So there is probably, I think that maybe has more to do with it than let's be bad. It's the injuries are probably going to make things challenging for us this year. Do we waste the year of David Pasternak? Waste, air quotes. Mm -hmm. Now you could sign him. Hypothetically, yeah, you certainly could. The guy's pretty, pretty good. He's yeah. 26 years of age. He's good for, you know, 35 on a bad year, 55 on a good year. Had 40 last year. Yep. 55's high, but I know what you're saying. 40 in the shortened season, 48 games, 20. The year prior, 48. Yep. That's his career high. 
38, 35. Either way, the guy scores goals. Would you get a lot for him in trade? You would think yes. You would think certainly. You then get your $6.67 million back. And then uh, after this year's done, you don't have David Pasternak. No. The only thing. You would have whatever you got back. Yeah. Which is not David Pasternak. Or you could just sign him yeah. to like a, an eight-year extension. And keep him around forever. He'd be 34, 35 years of age by then. I'd probably go that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling Don Sweeney how to do his job. He's the guy that just got an extension, not me. And he's, yeah. I'm, for... I'm going the other way. Like, I'm not, <laughs> he's staying, I'm going. Who the f*** am I to give him any kind of, right? <laughs> but I would, if it were me, I'd say, hey, Sweeney dog. I'd get the agent on the blower there and see if you can work out an extension because I think he's a good fit for you. Hell of a player. Pretty good player. Scores good lots player. of goals. Because you know what you don't know? Loves what, Boston. You know what you don't know is what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know what you got? What you got is a bonafide stud goal scorer. Yeah. Very well dressed. Keep him. Keep him. What's his uh, thing? What do you mean? Like his... Well, check. Have Haverov Czech Republic. I couldn't remember what Czechia. his thing. Yeah, no, not Czech. No, Czech. He's is it the is it the Czech Republic anymore? It's not. No, is it's, it? it's just Czechia. Is it Czechia? Yeah, that was the, the world junior thing. Chechnya. No, Chechnya is different. That's like a remote area in Russia. I'm pretty sure. And Chachi was on Happy Days. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna stop. Yes. I'm gonna stop there. But, uh, yeah, I, I would keep passing that. Guy's a stud. Guy is a stud. Got the Sway Dog on his entry-level deal. You got Linus Olmark. Three more times five. Don't love that. Don't love that. Don't love that. And, uh, so, that's so yes, that's some news that we've now... We fleshed that we out. We fleshed it out before we even got to the uh, the Pinder reports. So wow. That's, uh, so, so that's, that's that. good. So we just did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Hockey Hall of Fame rolling out its red carpet for some new inductees. Why that face? Oh, I just thought there was a lot of Canucks. Well, it was a lot of Canucks. Yeah, it was. Roberto Luongo. Yep. Daniel Sedin. Uh-huh. And Henrik City. Hank and Dank. Hank, Dank, and Lou. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. And you know what? I almost had, I had to pump the brakes there. It's like, did Daniel Alfredson ever play for the... Uh... But it was just Detroit at the end, right? Yeah, that cup of coffee where it was... And it was very tumultuous. It was a massive deal that he went to Detroit and had one very average year. Let's take a look at your body of work here, Daniel Alfredson. 68 games, 18 goals, 49 points. Not, it's not terrible. At I mean, he, he'd have been an old goat by then. Oh, yeah. It was He's like his 40. 19th year in the league. Played for Babs. There you go. Babs wouldn't like that. Well, yeah. Why are you bringing me in? Old Swedes. Led them in scoring. Bad year for the Wings. 49. Oh, 49 yuck. points led them in... It, Was 13-14 a a lockout? Like, did they play a season that year? (laughs) Holy smokes. 49 points. He and Nick Cronwall, the defensive blue liner, (laughs) tied for the team lead in scoring? (laughs) Holy crap. Thomas Tatar, what was wrong with you? Pavel Datsuk, where are you, bud? (laughs) Well, Zetterberg played 45. Datsuk, 45. The Mule played... He played 54, but ta-ta, had 70, 73 games. No, they had other guys. Was everybody injured that year? Drew Miller and Kyle Quincy played 82 games. Everybody else was banged up. Fire your trainers. Get better doctors. Life Either way, games. coming back to it, Daniel Alfredson. Um, I don't really, this is another one. Of, it's like uh, the NHL Awards. We get all hot and bothered for it, and then when it comes around to it, we don't really care. The Hall of Fame even more so. I think we get all whooped up about whether or not players are deemed, should they be in the Hall? Is it the Hall of Pretty Good, or is it the Hall of uh, Fame, or the best of the best? Mm-hmm. I think Daniel Alfredson <laughs> was um, underappreciated a little bit. I think he played in Ottawa, was 
kind of the guy in Ottawa. Though they had Hosa, and there was years where you know Havlat would have been there. They'd have had other Spezza guys, but and Heatley and well, it's not a great team for a lot of the time he was there. They had maybe three or four years where they were good out of the what seventeen that he spent there. One trip to the Stanley Cup final, his entire tenure. So do you do you blame the player? Do you criticize the player? Do you knock him for being loyal and sticking it out right until the end? I don't know. Because in terms of, now he has a Calder, a King Clancy, and a Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award, which really I feel is like kind of, mm-hmm. it's like winning the Tostitos Bowl. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, really, it's this made up Congratulations, thing. I guess. Uh, 1,246 games played. Sorry, right. You know, over a thousand games. Yep. You look for that. That's a that's a Hall of Fame check. That's kind of one of those things. Thousand games. Yeah. Five hundred goals. No. Four forty four. Uh, point per game player. No. No. Close. Eleven fifty seven in twelve forty six. About a hundred points off. So he's. I like Daniel Alfredson. I think he's a very good player. But if he if he were uh, if it were me. He's in the Hall of Very Good. He's in the Hall of Very Good uh, for me. Yeah, I, it's. I, I find that there's so many different things that can get you in. Do you win a handful of cups and not have the thousand games and not have the the ridiculous numbers that are put up in the regular season? That's not the case with Alfredson. Like, that's a very long career. It's a long time to be a member of one team. He was the first player to have his number retired by the Senators, and appropriately so. Yeah, but I mean... But also... Mm. Florida Panthers have one of their old GMs and presidents. He's, he's retired. I don't think you can take what numbers teams have retired, because yep. that's very arbitrary. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some some players around the league, I dare say, be like, that guy's got his name jersey retired. So it's the, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame. He, in addition to his NHL career, five Olympic winter games, a gold and a silver, was at two World Cup of Hockeys. Now, that's kind of a made-up thing, too, but whatever. Seven World Championships, because that's the thing. When you're a bad NHL team, you're available for the Worlds, and it means, it means a lot to them. And you go over and you play and you uh, win. Two silvers, two bronze. Uh, he was the captain of one of those World Championship teams, I'm guessing. Did he... Th- would have played world juniors right oh i have to assume so he well he also was not a very high pick like he was 133rd overall he was oh. a sixth rounder in 1994 he may not have been world juniors and then he surprised people by winning the calder like two or three years later and beating out guys like jovanoski and koivu that year right i think it was the 97 calder that he ended up winning so either way, uh, it's not one of those ones where you'd be like, yes, Hall of Famer. Uh, Roberto Luongo. What can we tell you about Bobby Lou? Former NHL captain. Crazy. Yes. Right? Yep. 1,044 NHL regular season games, 70 playoff games. His playoff uh, record, 34 wins, 35 losses. A 2.49 goals against, 9.18 save percentage. Pretty good. Second all-time in games played by a goaltender. Played at three Olympic games, two golds, uh, sorry, three golds. Played at the World Cup of Hockey, again, gold. Was at the Worlds five times? Five times. Two golds, three golds, one silver. Uh, Was at the All-Star game a bunch. Was at the World Juniors, won a silver. That was in Winnipeg. I was at that game. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I was at that one back in 1999 at the old Winnipeg Arena. I can never remember who the guy was that scored on him in OT. Artem something off. I'll Google it. Yeah, sure. You want to fill? Yeah. Look at this. Vesna, runner-up, two times. What was it? Oh, three, oh, four. He was third. That would have been a Kippersoft season. Uh, he had the season where he finished second in Hart Trophy voting to Sidney Crosby and also second in Vesna voting to Martin Broder, which was a little bit strange. Got it. He also won the Jennings. 
Yeah. All in his time in Vancouver. And he was part of some pretty fun trades, too. Yeah. For a guy that was drafted very high in the first round, moved around a lot. Fourth overall, which at the time was the highest drafted goaltender in the NHL history, surpassed by Rick DiPietro first overall four years later, which led to Luongo getting traded from New York to the Florida Panthers in a very one-sided deal. Mm. Selected in the first round by the Islanders, played 24 games. See ya. We got Rick DiPietro. Florida Panthers. There was a story about Mike McGilney uh, being mad at Roberto Luongo for... Start again. Looking Who? Uh... Milbury? There you go. The general manager yeah. for uh, the Rangers at the right. time. No, Islanders. Islanders, sorry. Got mad at Roberto Luongo after they got uh, beat up 7 nothing that year because mm. he was looking at apartments during the day. Looked at one apartment during the day. Well, Milbury's pretty, it, pretty even keeled It guy. was on brand. Yeah. I mean, he did beat a guy in the head with his own shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was telling you about the uh, the overtime of uh, the game winner, Winnipeg, uh, yeah. 19. Uh, yeah. Something Kov? Uh, Artem Chubarov. Pretty close. Artem sure. Chubarov. Heartbreaker. It's Russians, man. Heartbreaker. Simone Gagne got a big goal, as I recall, in the third period. Send that to get two overtime, and then... Darn it, I said. Is Darn that it. Was that the word? Yeah. Right out of your mouth. That was it. Heck, said Boomer. Son of a gun. Oh, gosh. This is unfortunate. And I remember Explain on the way home, uh, it's a funny the things. I can't tell you where my uh, car mm-hmm. keys are at, but I can also tell you. Yeah. Uh, so, so I didn't know the Chubarov, but it's 1999, Old Winnipeg Arena, Berlongo. I also know that we ordered a lot of chicken McNuggets for the ride home. Oh. We were starving. And then McNuggets was the choice. We got gold medal game tickets. We were, I was living in Brandon at the time. Mm-hmm. Two-hour drive to get in. Oh. It was like, we got tickets if you want to. Let's go. So we zoomed in. Didn't have time to get grub. No. Had a little bite at the rink. But it was, Ooh, that's always. You know, back then, night the, the Winnipeg Arena at that time, dodgy. You're playing with fire, too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so we had a lot of chicken McNuggets on the way home. Mm. And you know what you, what happens when you order a bunch of chicken McNuggets? They don't have them ready, so you got to wait. Oh yeah, no. So we're sitting there knew. and waiting and waiting. It's like this is a really bad idea. But it was uh, it was one of those things. You're getting nuggets. Ooh, that sounds good. I like that. Let's do that. A big forty case of nuggets, like eight things of sweet and sour, and off you go. Yeah. See you later. That's one of the things. Of all my regrets now. When I look back at my time here, not enough chicken nuggets. No, Pinder owes up for that. For our uh, fantasy football, he lost by however many points. He ne- he should be eating sixty chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Can you follow through on that? I will on try. My behalf? Can you try and make sure that I'll he's... do my damnedest. All right, good. The problem was getting the chicken nuggets in the morning. I tried. Yeah, I know that was the thing, right? We couldn't. When you call McDonald's and you ask for a hundred chicken nuggets at six in the morning. They usually think that you're pulling their leg. I found that out the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't even talk about, so we talked about... Uh, Sween Dog. Well, we talked about all these Canucks getting into the hall. Then we told, and then we started with Daniel Alfredson, who was yeah. never a Canuck. No. And then Roberto Luongo, who in, indeed was a Canuck. But yeah, Henrik and Daniel Sedin also going in. Yeah, the twins. The Wonder Twins. Polarizing. They were good... Polarizing, they were very good, and I. the thing about it is they are kind of a package deal. They're going in as a set, right? Mm-hmm. If there was, as they always were. If there was one of them, I, I don't know, because what is it? Henrik won the Art Ross and, and the Hart, Hart in 2010. And Daniel won the Art Ross and the Ted Lindsay. The next year. One cup final. But there's there's something about those two together that make the complete story. What they did on the international stage, NHL stage, all of that. I don't have a problem with it, but I understand if people do, if they have the bar set very high, but the problem is you can probably go back and, well, say, if, you know, Joey uh, Buttafuoco is in the Hall of Fame, then maybe <laughs> the the Sedins deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. 
Buttafuoco had a good career. Do you know who Joey Buttafuoco is? No, I you don't can Google no idea. It. You can Google it in the break. A uh, busy show. Sportsnet Today jam-packed coming up after 9. Oh, yeah. Verk Hour 3. Sarah Valley Brunt Hour 2. We'll break here. And uh, the Pinder Report minus Pinder. Oh, it's jammed, too. There's so much stuff to tell you about, Boom. Well, I'm excited for it. <laughs> So we best get to a break so we can get to it, shall we? Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're locked on Boomer in the morning. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You know what we got for you today? Once again, a chance to win. Seats to the upcoming Calgary Stampede Parade. We have a little uh, little pocket, nice little area reserved mm. for uh, the Rogers group. Mm. Can have some chairs already there. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, maybe some uh, some coffee. Oh, love a good cup of Joe. Maybe some uh, donuts. You know what oh, I mean? Some little snacks. Yes. So love you just pastries. need to show up and sit down and enjoy the uh, the legendary Calgary Stampede Parade. Watch Kevin Costner ride on his big old horse. Ride on by his big ass steed. Ride, ride. Ride. So yeah, be listening. We got another uh, four pack of seats to give away sometime between now and nine o'clock. Yeah, he's got he's got a big ass. He's got big ass. That's right. Um. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Remind me tomorrow when we have Dave on. Mm. Just say hey. Remember you were talking about Dave? That's all you need to say. Absolutely not. That's all you need to say, and then I'll be oh yeah right got it yeah all right. Because I won't remember, but I'll try my best. I'll say, rem- remember to ask just Dave about, about the thing. Just remember about Dave. You said yesterday about Dave. GVP, oh. can we do that? Can we write that down somewhere? Because I'm going to forget that. too. Yeah, I got Dave on the thing. Okay, good. Dave on the thing. Yeah, yeah write that down. on the thing, but it's tomorrow, not today. Yeah, correct. Tomorrow. Good. Perfect. Tomorrow, Dave on the thing. On the thing, yeah. Uh, the Pinder Report brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes. 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. I'm Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Well, boom, it's that time of year where uh, it's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know... What a tumbleweeds and crickets, trickle of NHL news. That's what that was. The Jays kicked off a three-game set against the Red Sox. Yeah. The Memorial Cup final is set, so let's dive right in, buddy. Why are you talking so slow? This cadence that you—it's very slow, kind of plodding mm. pace to your read right now. Well, you got to try and get yeah, okay, this segment to. Right. Uh, Sneak it in. 7 o'clock. Anyway, boom, the Stanley Cup has been handed out, so relatively quiet on the NHL front over the course of Monday. The Boston Bruins, though, well, they had a little announcement. This team plays with a lot of heart. A multi-year extension for general manager Don Sweeney. Last week, a report from Joey McDonald out of Boston. The Bruins are going to be able to convince Patrice Bergeron to run it back for one more year. That would be one piece of business for them this offseason. A year with not a ton to manage as far as UFAs or imminent trades, but the direction of the team could certainly change. Getting out in front of next year's offseason when they got six players set to become UFAs, including David Pasternak, that's going to be important. Now Sweeney is going to be the man to handle it for the next little bit. Like I said earlier, it's okay. All right. It hasn't been so... Terrible, we need to let you go. Mm-hmm. Well, stay around, I guess. Fired the coach. So took a little heat off him there. Did fire the coach. And they haven't uh, filled that spot yet. It's one of the open ones that we're um, continuing to monitor. As we speak. Fluid situation, yeah, boom. Right now, we're, uh, our best people are on that. Mm-hmm. Tough way for the Bruins to end the year. Uh, losing in Game 7 to Carolina in the first round. Played a strong series, but they were outmatched. And you just have to wonder... How many years they can still push with this group, including Patrice Bergeron? We also had the Hockey Hall of Flame class of uh, 2022 announced on Monday. Highlighting the class, three Canucks, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, as well as goaltender Roberto Luongo. The Sedins played 18 seasons in the NHL with the Canucks. Selected 
selected second and third overall by Brian Burke back in 1999. They retired after the 2017-18 season as first and second in almost every single major category for the Canucks franchise. Henrik, first in games played, 1,330. Daniel, 1,306. And who can forget their final playoff game? Alexander up the middle. Sedin and Hansen both missed it. Back the other way. Here's David Jones. Takes the shot. Rebound. Furlan can't bury it. Loose puck. Stage and scores. Who can forget it, Boom? A great highlight on the career of the Sedins. Were they in that highlight? Them, they might have been on the ice. But that was the game, right? But that was Matt Stajan scoring the uh, 5-4 goal to end the series in the final playoff round that the Sedins played, which happened to be against the Flames. Just a little coincidence. It was an incredible night. Anyone uh, happened to be there that night was one of the fortunate Mm -hmm. uh, few that got in the rink. Oh, boy. Wild, wild night at the Dome. It's one where every time I have a chance to just go back and watch the clip, and that's one of the the pops that you talk about in a stadium oh. where it just like flicking a switch and the whole place just woo! Yeah. It was tremendous. It was great for Matt to score that goal. We've had him on and have talked to him about about that goal. Biggest goal of his career. Oh, for sure. And now he's coaching the Hitman, which you'll love to see as well. Uh, so congratulations to the Sedins. Also got to talk about a uh, fellow Hall of Fame class member excelled internationally for Canada. That would be Roberto Luongo, drafted fourth overall in 1997. He was the highest goalie ever drafted for a few years. Rick DiPietro went first overall a few years later. Uh, Part of that trade where Luongo and Ole Jokinen went to the Panthers with uh, the Islanders getting Mark Parrish and Ole Kavasha back. A good deal. If you're Florida. Well, I remember... Oleg Kavasha and Mark Parrish, they were good young players. Kavasha was big. Parrish was fast. Uh, mm-hmm. And the thing about that trade was, yeah. and what, what led to it, like you said, with Rick DiPietro, no one had seen a goaltender play the puck quite like Rick DiPietro. Marty Brodeur, very good with the puck. Oh. trying to remember, was there Marty Turco comparables at that time? But this guy was like having another defenseman. You know, unbelievable <laughs> at playing the puck. Yeah. And it's they were right. The guy was amazing at playing the puck. Issue being... Stopping it. Yeah. Oh. Average at best mm. at the stoppage as opposed to the playage. Good Lou- guy, though. I think he's a good guy. Does the, I think he's still... I don't know if he's still doing radio or whatever, but he... Uh, it's the thing. You're kind of a first overall and you get that kind of attention. Then you flame out. It could be tough, but he took it in stride. Kind of... Yeah, he's talked about having some tough years when he was a number one, kind of going through some mental stuff that was never easy. But further to your point, I believe he's doing some analyst work right now, and it's good to see guys like that back in the game. Good for him. Yeah, Yeah, good for him. And he he had that amazing, I keep jumping on you, that, what was that buyout that he had? Oh. Remember he got bought out and he was getting paid for about 30 years? He he just got off the contract, basically. I think it was like a year or two ago that they basically got out from underneath that DiPietro contract because... It was right after they drafted him, too. Let's sign you to the longest contract ever. Another Mike Milbury doozy. Yeah. It was something else. He was getting 1.5 for 16 years. Oh! <laughs> On top of what he had made pre- pre- previous to that. one what, nice, and, nice and loud and clear for us, GVP. $1.5 million <laughs> for 16 years. 16 times... Holy... So it was apparently, according to Cap Friendly, Garth Snow that signed. Oh, was it Garth that signed Rick to a 15-year, 67.5 million dollar contract? That's outstanding. 15-year deal. They bought it out like halfway through. My goodness, 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Like you saw so much. By 0607, he this had played. Is our guy. Lock him up. That's what you're saying. <laughs> he had played parts of. How many games did he play? He had like two seasons? <laughs> they have to pay this contract through 2829. That is awesome. 
This contract was signed in 2006, and it's going to run through 2029 because of the bio. My goodness. Yeah, that's <sighs> you're right about that. He's, in essence, being paid a million and a half dollars forever. For another six years. Oh, man. <laughs> And he, and here's the Dead thing, cab. and they got well, and they got a, they got lucky because it's a it's a compliance buyout, so it's not a yep. cap hit. Yeah, exactly. And if you do the regular cap hit, usually you have to double the term. So because it was compliance, they got out from underneath the stupid thing. So they don't have a cap hit, but they are paying one point five. Oh my! <laughs> it's not Bobby Bonilla, but it's pretty good. Hey Zeus. And then he got traded for Tyler Bertuzzi. Then he went to Vancouver. For Tyler Bertuzzi? Oh, sorry. Back to Roberto Luongo. Yeah, yeah we were talking about Di Pietro. My goodness. Lou played the next five seasons with the Panthers. Played well. He was Vesna caliber. A couple years there. Calder, he was ninth. And then uh, traded to Vancouver for a package that included Tyler Bertuzzi. Next seven and a half seasons in Vancouver. The first year he finished second in Hart and Vesna voting to Sidney Crosby and Martin Brodeur. Also won the Jennings in 2010-2011, which was a marvelous year for the Canucks and Roberto Luongo. Who could forget? Off the glass, down the ice. The Exa is back. No icing here. It's over. It's an original sixth Stanley Cup for Boston. The Bruins are NHL champions. Who could forget? Oh, you can hear the pain in poor Houston's voice, eh? Oh, man. That's a tough one. That's the unbiased Hockey Night in Canada call there? Is that what that was? That's exactly what that was, mm. 100%. It's an original sixth Stanley Cup for Boston. The Bruins are NHL champions. And they cut his mic before he could say, Sakes. <laughs> Damn it. Beat it. Beat it. Longo traded back to Florida in 2014. He played five more seasons down in Florida before he called it a career. 19 seasons in the league. Leads the Panthers franchise in games played by a goalie with 572. Wins with 230. Shutouts with 38. Second in goalie games plays for the Canucks. He's first in shutouts there as well. Second for games played all time by a goalie. Second only to Marty Brodeur. Fourth when it comes to wins. Is that Hall of Fame caliber? We were just talking about Henrik and Daniel the segment before. A little bit different for goaltenders. He's top five in wins all time. He is Hall of Fame worthy. Because he did... He Not only are some of the accomplishments there, he also played for a long time, avoided injury... He was Team a, Canada Golds. He was a bona fide number one for pretty much his entire career. Really from start to finish. Adebilu. And an elite level Twitter handle still to this point. Also entering Daniel Alfredson, the longtime Senators captain. 18 seasons in the league. All but the last being with Ottawa. Captured the Calder Trophy after he was drafted as a sixth round pick. In 1994, he is second for games played by the senator uh, in the Senators franchise, 1,178, one back of Chris Phillips, uh, first in goals with 426, perhaps one of the best players to ever not win a Stanley Cup, maybe only reaching the final in 2006-2007 when they lost to that powerhouse Anaheim Ducks team. Also, Herb Carnegie being inducted into the builder category, passed away at the age of 92 in 2012. Born in Toronto, has been mentioned as the best black hockey player to never play in the NHL. Also founded one of Canada's first hockey schools. And Arika Salonen becomes the first woman not born in North America to be inducted. A longtime fixture on Finland's national team. Couple Olympic bronze medals, uh, some world championship medals, and the all-time leading European scorer in international hockey with 63 goals and 123 points in 81 games. That's your Hall of Fame class, Boom. There you go. At the Memorial Cup, the QMJHL champion should win again Cataracts, facing off the OHL champion Hamilton Bulldogs. Hamilton would win this one in overtime by a 3-2 score. Canadians prospect Yan Misak would deflect home a shot by Nathan Steos, the son of former NHLer Steve Steos, sending flame. Hamilton to the final. Yes, sir, it sure was. A rare Calgary-Edmonton trade. One of what? That was that, Lottie Smead, and Luch. Is that the three? 
What was what else was the what, was he not in the Steos deal? Or was it, it no? Steos? Who went to? Because Smead would have been the Brassois deal going the other way. Yeah, Steos yeah. was before that, I want to say. Oh, Laddie Schmeed. Oh, Laddie Schmeed. I saw on Twitter the other day that he's got his gear up in Edmonton and is joining a beer league team up in Edmonton. From Edmonton with Olivier Wah to uh, Calgary for Roman Horak. Skorak! And Laurent Brassois. Mm. There you go. Now, the Steve Steos one. What was that one? Steve Steos' son, and Steve Steos right. is also like the GM or president of uh, Hamilton as well. And good guy. Aaron Johnson and a third for Steve Steos. I believe that was a big D trade. Yeah. When th- second and third round picks, pfft. Big time acquisition. Just no good. problem. Go ahead. Uh, Wednesday's the final. Plenty more on the Memorial Cup. What is happening today? In your lungs and voice box, exactly. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> you good? I think I'm good. What's because it's? Uh, I think it's not enough clips. So I don't have uh, time we gotta to get her, get her warmed up. Yeah, you're, like you're, a Lamborghini. You're, you're, well, no, you're like an old diesel engine. <laughs> we got to keep you going. Don't shut you off. Just kind of keep it going. See, water's not going to do anything for you. You need some warm. You need some warmage in there. They. What's that, Matt? The coffee machines uh-huh. are gone for two days. So first we didn't have coffee. And then we, we got it. it back because we complained. And then Keurig just showed up and scooped all their machines out. It was not Keurig. <laughs> Some company came in the, and... S- the company, in fairness, the company that owned the coffee machines... Came in and scooped them all out. Came and said, if we're no longer doing our deal we're probably gonna need to uh take our machines you know come and get those things back so now no coffee and now i sound like a frog after a pack of cigarettes smoking frogs the blue jays yeah darn (laughs) the blue jays began a fresh set with the boston red sox monday kevin gossman got the nod and dealing in a pivotal divisional class got some run support early take it to the bottom of the first after george springer was walked one one Bichette hits it hard, past the reach of Devers, and up the left field line going into the corner. Springer's flying around the bases. Luis Rivera wants to wave into the plate. The ball gets hung up in the corner, lost by Verdugo. The Blue Jays score the run easily on an RBI double from Bo Bichette. Kevin Gossman would strike out three of the next eight batters, allowing one hit and one walk, but no runs, getting us to the bottom of the third. George Springer back for a second crack. The pitch. Swinging a line drive out to center field. Jackie Bradley Jr. is on the run. He turns around, looks up. It's gone! George Springer turns it around, and it was blazing out towards center field. Then it was the Kevin Gossman show. Only one of the next seven Sox batters got on base, and Alex Verdugo single, striking out four of the other six Sox players in the bottom of the fifth. Lourdes Gurriel scored Alejandro Kirk on a fielder's choice. Then it was... Matt Chapman coming in to tidy things up. A 2-2. Guerrero hits one. That's got some backspin. Jackie Bradley Jr. to the wall. He can't get it. It is gone. The Blue Jays have hit their second home run in the third inning. It's a two-run shot for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That one was from earlier. Matt Chapman hit say, another Chapman one later, and then he had another bomb. And it's whatever, right? Yeah. They were up 7 nothing. That's the important thing that you need to know. And like I said, Kevin Gossman had himself a night. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Number 10 on the night for Kevin Gossman. Second time this season, Gossman has punched out double figures. Seven superb innings. Shutting down the Boston Red Sox on just four hits. 110 pitches, 10 strikeouts, 4 hits against, 2 walks. That'd be it, pretty much. David Phelps pitched a clean 8th. Sean Anderson made it difficult, but got out of the ninth, only allowing 2 runs. 7-2, the final score. Charlie Montoyo, for the manager, well, you know what? 7 innings, you like that, especially with the way the last couple of games have gone for his starters. As you guys know, I'm not going to tell you something you don't know. Our bullpen has thrown a lot, and more lately. So we needed some, some kind of start like that, and, and it was great to see that he did that. That was the gospel that we saw at the beginning. He has been good, but
but today he was impressed. Back to the to the Gosman that we saw the first couple of months, throwing more strikes with his, with his split and sliders. Uh, the outings before that, he, he was throwing a lot of balls in the dirt, so they were not chasing it. And so that took his pitch counts high. You know, he still gave us a chance every time he pitched, but he couldn't go as deep into the games. A lot of baseball coming up. Mm-hmm. They have, what did I see this morning? Eight games in seven days, all of all against AL East. They got the Sox and then a handful against the Rays. Yep. And yeah, the uh, we'll talk about it with Stephen Brunt coming up, but certainly when you can't all of a sudden count on Kikuchi to go long into games and then Barrios had a tough one the other day, yeah, you're going to gas your bullpen. So it's what they needed. And for, for Gosman, June hasn't been his best. Mm-mm. So this was pre-June form for him. They need it big time here. The series continues tonight. Toronto now just a half game back of Boston for second in the AL East and also the second wild card spot in the American League. Ross Stripling will get the ball for Toronto tonight. First pitch just after five. And we'll have it for you on Sportsnet 960. Also reported by John Heyman of the MLB Network that the Jays are close to signing veteran relief pitcher Sergio Romo, a three-time World Series winner with the Giants. Leaving his post as uh, doing color with Jim Nance oh, of NFL football. Lovely. So he'll come and try and... Coming out of the booth. Yeah, This always goes well. What could go wrong? Out of the booth, into the pen. Big ad for the Jays. Yeah, great. If it comes to fruition. Uh-huh. An NBA note, Kyrie Irving has decided to uh, exercise his $36.9 million option for the coming season. He'll remain with the Brooklyn Nets. Not shocking that he'll return to that team alongside his buddy Kevin Durant. Brooklyn swept by the Celtics in the first round this year. An NBA free agency opens Thursday at 4 o'clock. And boom, across the pond, it's Wimbledon. Only three or four Canadians remain, though. Rebecca Marino ousted from the women's side as round one got underway on Monday. Bianca Andreescu in action later today. Her match will go around 10.30 Calgary time. Then on the men's side, number six-ranked Felix Auger-Aliassime has his first round match around 7.30. And Denis Shapovalov will play his first match around 8.45. This is... I do love... Yeah. Racket sports. Yeah. Gets me hot and bothered. Mm. All randy. Yeah, that's probably enough. And good night and good luck to you, sir. That's your opinion. Oh, there you go. It's uh, brought to you by Motorworks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast, coming up in, uh, I'm going to say, in the next couple hours. A chance for you to win that four-pack of seats. You don't, and It's not like you're going to have to come pick up the chairs and then bring them to the parade. It's all going to be taken care of. You just show up. And the four seats that you're winning today are going to be there already, along with the coffee and the donuts and all of that. So just bring your bad self and park yourself and get ready for the Stampede Parade coming up on July the 8th. I am quite bad. Yeah, you are. Today especially. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Brunt is next. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.